The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. Yes, Daily Podcast. I'm Will Ritson. I'm your host. It is, if you're listening, it's a mailbag Monday. If you're listening to the podcast, Monday, March. There's quick math here, Breach. Ritson, you're not good at math, so I'll just tell you it's the 28th. Okay, Monday, March 28th. Boom. If you're watching on YouTube, we're a little late today. <laughs> Sorry about that. It is Friday, March 25th. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you either way. Like, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure to turn on alerts. Baker Mayfield's getting traded at some point, guys. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's that's what we're rolling with. And of course, if you have a mail future mailbag question, leave a five star review on an Apple Podcast with any question you want, and we will answer it. Breach, what's going on, buddy? Brenton, uh, the rumor around the the workplace is that this mailbag almost didn't happen because you fell asleep on your couch. And your wife had to wake you up, and I was sitting here waiting for a half hour. Uh, not a half hour. Okay, five minutes. Yeah, probably like eight minutes. Yeah, I did. Fall, I fell asleep on the couch. Um, yeah, you know, betting on basketball. Look, this is this is a young man's game breach. This is not a. It's not a. This is not an old old dad game that you can uh, that you can that you can that you can play anymore, you know, like, like being like, you know, it, it, back in my day, free agency was a simple, uh, a simple thing. You know, you signed some people, you cut some people, you did some simple moves. Now Tyree kill Devonte Adams, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Wentz, Matt Ryan. I mean, what are we doing? Our cats, dogs, cats, heads are falling off. It's out of hand. That's crazy. Um, if you've got a question you want to ask us for the mailbag in the chat, fire away. But we'll start with this one from Eric Blazel on Twitter. Maybe a Monday mailbag, but I have a question after the 30th blockbuster trade of the offseason. Very fitting, of course, given my, given my old man complaints. What team legitimately can make the most of the almost absurd haul of picks that are given for these star players? Are the teams giving picks and going full less need? F those picks making the right moves. I think it's a good question because for, for instance, the, you know, we, uh, I did a off season grades, AFC pod that is, was live in the feed on Friday. 
and live on YouTube on Thursday with Dejani and uh, Sully. And we were talking about the Texans and like, how do you grade the Texans off season? Right. I mean, cause they gave up Deshaun Watson, but they got rid of Deshaun Watson, which is a huge plus. And they get, got three first round picks back where those picks will be. We were TVD you got 13 for this year. And then next year's is such a wild card, whether Watson suspended or not, or, you know, I mean, or I guess technically jail is now off the table. Cause he was not indicted by the grand jury. Um, so if you had to rank your top five teams, let's say you got picks in the range of 13 to 20, 13 to 20, three first round picks, 13 to 20, who are your top five teams or no, who's your number one team? And we'll work through the rest of them that you would trust using those picks. Well, I think I would look, we'll look at it in terms of the teams that got a bunch of picks this year. The Seahawks got a bunch of picks for Russell Wilson. The Chiefs got a bunch of picks sure. for Tyreek Hill. Um, obviously, the Falcons did not get a bunch of picks for Matt Ryan. I trust the Chiefs, though. So See, Now, that's interesting. You do not. Well, I mean, I think the Chiefs are a, a team that I would be willing to trust, but they just drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. Yeah, I think that was Andy Reid saying, hey, look, we need a pass-catching running back. They, they had the right thought, but took the wrong guy. And so that's a pick you make when you feel like you're a, a one pick away from getting back to the Super Bowl and winning it again. You know, sure. that's not a pick you make if you're Jacksonville. Oh, wait, yes, it was. So I wouldn't trust them. Uh, that's not a pick a normal team would make that has a lot of holes to fill. Uh, but, I mean, you look at the Chiefs. They drafted Tyree Kill. They traded up uh, to get Patrick Mahomes, which a lot of people, when that happened, were like, eh, it's a lot to give up to move up. And so when they've gone after guys they've really wanted, uh, it, it tends to work out for them. And because they have most of the pieces already in place, uh, I, I feel like they will be smart with their picks. So of the teams going into, you know, I feel like the Eagles, they have a bunch of first-round draft picks this year. Um, Howie Roseman is a guy that I think comes across as smart in the draft room. So I feel like they'll use them intelligently. Mm. But, you know, I don't think, <laughs> I don't trust many teams with draft picks. I don't. I don't. I, mean, I don't think. All right, Diva. What do you think about Howie Roseman? Because I think most Eagles fans would look at Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson and JJ Arcega Whiteside over D DK Metcalf, and both of those happened, you know, within the first seventy-five picks, and have major questions. Um, yeah, they've gotten way too cute with receiver. I do think last year was an absolute hit with Devontae Smith. There were some yeah. other positions that that may have helped, and Micah Parsons going around, you know, that's a thing that lingers out there. How he's been up and down throughout his tenure, he really helped deliver them a Super Bowl, but the draft track record has been truly back and forth in more recent years, I would say, more up than down, but unfortunately, that Rager pick exists, and that J-Jaw pick exists. Now, there's a lot of other well, GMs that passed move. on J-J and passed on DK. And, and, to, and wait, and to Debo's point real quick, every general manager who's ever taken part in an NFL draft has some whiffs. Like, that's just going to happen. So it's easy to pull one instance out, just like you did with the Chiefs and Clyde Edwards-Lair. Um, but so you just got to kind of, yeah, I mean, like I said at the end, there aren't a ton of teams I would trust with that kind of draft capital that I think could take advantage of it. Well, uh, the Eagles thing is weird, too, because – we can definitely give 
um, what, what 2016 on is definitely Howie Roseman, right? Like that's how, those are Howie Roseman picks. Does seem fair? Yeah. Right. Post, so, that's that's Doug's 2016 Doug's first year post Chip mm, Kelly era. Right. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, before Chip got there, Andy was there. And you have to give Andy the credit. And then Chip had most of the power, I think. So 2016 on, so you got Carson Wentz, Derek Barnett, no first round pick in uh, 2018, Andre Dillard, and Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith. That's actually pretty, that's a pretty good record. Yeah. I mean, I will say for whatever you want to say about Carson Wentz, the ability to move up to number two, draft Carson Wentz, the way he played in 2017, the team does not have a Super Bowl without that move from Howie Roseman. Yeah, and that's definitely worth noting. You can't hold Carson. They got a Super Bowl. If you told anyone in Philadelphia that you would draft Carson Wentz in 2017, the Eagles would win a Super Bowl and that Wentz would be gone by the end of the 2021 season, I think they would all take it, right? But Yes, 100,000 million percent. But yeah, if you're going through the first round picks, Wentz, no matter what, like that's a hit. Barnett, miss. Um, Andre Dillard, miss. Jalen Rager, miss. And then Devontae Smith, hit, it seems like. Yeah, I think Devontae Smith is a hit. Um, and it's not like, you know, Carson Wentz is a good pick until they won the Super Bowl and they built the statue and then it broke his brain and he had to leave. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, just very simple. Uh, for the Chiefs and Andy Reid, Eric Fisher, and they had the number one overall pick, so it was sort of hand was forced, but that was a better pick than Luke Jokel. D Ford, not bad. Marcus Peters ended up getting a bunch of picks. That was at 18. No first round pick the next year. Patrick Mahomes, that was a decent pick. No first round pick the next year because they traded up to get Mahomes. No first round pick the next year. Clyde Edwards Alaire, and no first round pick in 2021 because they took uh they traded for uh Antonio or Orlando Brown Antonio Brown. Orlando Brown. I've tried the, the other team that I thought of was the Buffalo Bills. Kind of a sneaky team here. I believe that let me confirm that this is correct. Um, I thought that uh Sean McDermott was there in okay, so 2017 was just like Andy Reid. Pretty, kind of crazy that Andy Reid and Sean McDermott were both hired at the same time, if you know their history in Philadelphia. Um 2017, Tredavious White, followed by Josh Allen, Ed Oliver, no first round pick the next year, but they took AJ Epinesa with their first pick, and then Gregory Rousseau. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. But then you know, you look at the other half of this guy's question, and he's asking are the teams giving the picks away and going full Rams and saying F those picks like left's need, less need. Are those teams making the right move? Is that the right way to build your team? And I think that's an interesting argument. Should you say, I want the proven talent and I'm going to give up my unproven draft picks, my lottery tickets to get uh, the proven talent. The Dolphins are saying we'd rather have Tyree kill than these five draft picks because Tyree kill is a proven commodity and then, or is it better to hold the draft picks and try and build your team to the draft because that's cheaper and you don't have to worry as much about the salary cap? I, I won't wear Brenton. I like my picks. <laughs> um, well, I think this year's Super Bowl was an interesting dynamic of that because the Rams are full. We will trade all our draft picks away if it means bringing in talent that will get us to the Super Bowl. The Bengals build through the draft and smart moves in free agency. That's it. They are not going to make any splashy moves like the Dolphins made or like the Rams made. That won't happen. It has to be through the draft and through 
smart free agent signings. And so I would say, I don't think there's, if you want to build your team for long-term success, it feels like the draft is probably the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in a perfect world, you build through the draft and I, like, I think the, the less need F those picks thing is a t- very different approach than what you will see from, you know, most, like most organizations. And it can, you have to be, you better be ready to like, you better be good at picking guys late in the draft and you better be prepared to deal with the backlash of missing the, like of missing those picks. Like you, you have to get like, you better be good at signing guys in free agency. You better nail all your late picks, et cetera. Uh, because otherwise, um, you know, you're just, it's, it's just not going to like, like you're, you're going to get burnt at some point um i was kind of looking at the titans as an interesting example because let's see Corey davis in 2017 i believe that's i'm trying to remember when they hired john robinson what did after they fired um when after they fired mike malarkey am i crazy uh no i think Robinson was there before that. He got hired. Oh, he's two thousand two thousand sixteen. Okay, there right. you go. I think he right. was the one that got rid of Malarkey. Yeah, but so all right. So Jack Conklin, which was a good pick, but they Jack Conklin and Corey Davis were probably D. Corey Davis is a bad pick at five. That's a really bad pick. But Jack Conklin was a good pick at nine at eight. But they didn't use the, the fifth year option on him and let him walk in free agency. Corey Davis gone as well in free agency. Rashawn Evans, Jeffrey Simmons, Isaiah Wilson, disaster pick at twenty nine, and Caleb Farley. So maybe hard to tell. But three good picks just happens to be two aren't on the roster. It's a, it's a bit of a problem. Um, D, DM Mart 42 says, God, that Eagles Super Bowl feels like it was 20 years ago. It was five years ago. That's right. How, how many years does it feel like it was, Devo? Uh, it feels like four years. You know, February 4th, 2018. So it it's like- four years in okay. real time. Yeah, I mean, they've <laughs> a lot has happened to that franchise in the time since. And a lot has happened in the NFL. So, yeah, I remember it vividly, but it also does feel like we're, we're very far removed from Nick Foles raising the, the trophy. Yeah, seriously. I got a sleeper team for you. Saints? Ooh. Yeah, Saints are actually a good one. But but I, I don't know uh, how it'll work with Sean Payton. I do think Jeff Ireland has a big... Their 2017 class is still like probably one of the best draft classes of the past 10, 15 years. And that was with... Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson in the late in the draft, uh, and Ryan Ramchek. I mean, they got everyone. That Here's was a sleeper. Class. Here's a sleeper. Marcus Williams came in that draft. Yeah. The sleeper team that you want to give your first-round draft picks to, and this is like flies in the face of everything you would think, but the Dallas Cowboys. Here, I mean, since, since 2010. 2010, Des Bryant, Tyron Smith, Maurice Claiborne was a disaster, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Byron Jones, gone. Wait, keep going, keep going. What's the next one? Zeke Elliott over Jalen Ramsey. So bad, so bad. But Zeke, is a, Zeke was a good player. Taco Charlton, problem. Leighton Van Der Esch. Better. Dealt, dealt with injuries. C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons. That's a pretty good first-round track record. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably like um, it's Jerry. It's Jerry's like underlings becoming more powerful. 
you know, like getting more stay in the room and all that. I'm trying to think of somebody else that's because the Packers don't really stand out at all. Colts are pretty good at drafting. You look at uh, their offensive line, where they've got, I mean. Uh, I'm strictly focusing on first round picks, but yeah, I agree. Oh, uh, you're only focusing on first round picks? I thought we were doing like, yeah. Well, I mean, just because you're giving, yeah, I guess, I guess you're giving a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Colts, the Colts, the Colts definitely qualify. They haven't had, they didn't have first round picks for two of the last three years. Because they traded back, oh, and they traded for Carson Carson Wentz. Um, that's actually this that's this upcoming pick. But Quentin Nelson, Quentin Lee, Nelson, Lee Cooker didn't pan out. Ryan Kelly, I mean, yeah, I mean, they have a bunch of like second round picks who have been monsters, like Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Darius Leonard, Braden Smith. Man, yeah, they've they've hit on some they've hit on some picks for sure. Anyone else that we're missing? Cardinals are decent, maybe. Rams never don't pick anybody ever. Let me look at the Saints real quick. So Saints, it's hard to know when to go back. So I think Jeff Ireland joined in 2017 and sort of helped fuel that draft class. Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchick, as you mentioned. Marcus Davenport, who they traded up for. We thought they were going to get Lamar Jackson. That ended up being a mistake. Eric McCoy in the second round was a good pick. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the, in the fourth round of that year. Cesar Ruiz. Peyton Turner. Eh. Yeah, they were pretty good in the draft. All right. Anyone else? Nope. <laughs> cool. So, so we're both guys that would build through the draft, though. We're not trading all our draft I picks. I want the picks. I want, like... If I trade the picks, I'm mad that I traded the picks later. Very mad. Okay. okay. Next question. Next. Titans and Baker Mayfield from Luke E Luke D08 via Apple Podcast. I think Baker is super underrated and pers and personally think he is better than Tannehill. Hmm. I think we just sneak away with Baker with just a third round pick. So I'm wondering if the Titans could make a move for him since all other landing spots for him have been filled. Hmm. As a Tennessee native breach or Tennessee resident, I guess. What do uh what do you what do you think about that? Well, my first question is is Luke D eight a Baker Mayfield burner account? <laughs> no kidding. Uh my goodness, this is a very, very strong. I, per I personally think that Baker Mayfield is better than Tom Brady. We can steal him for a for a second round pick. <laughs> um, I, I think that I would absolutely take Ryan Tannehill over Baker Mayfield. Uh and it's not that Tannehill is a ton better or anything like that, but at best, even if, if Baker Mayfield is 5% better, cause I don't feel like there's a huge gap. This would feel like a lateral move. And then you have to bring in a quarterback who has to learn a completely new system. And you only do that. If the quarterback you're bringing in is head and shoulders better than the quarterback you have, like the Browns are doing with Deshaun Watson. They don't care about all the risks that come with that because they know Deshaun Watson is much better than Baker Mayfield. And you know what? Yeah, the Titans have the easiest offense in the NFL to warn because all you have to do is hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Uh, but Tannehill, I think, has done pretty well there. And I don't think Baker Mayfield has proven enough that uh, Vrabel would just kick him in the curb for, for Mayfield. But you know what? Mayfield does still have two possible landing spots, or maybe the Seahawks. I guess the Panthers don't want him. So it's Seattle or bust, or Browns are just going to have to give him away. 
we'll pay 90% of his salary if you take him in a trade. Yeah, I uh, I don't think that a third-round pick is – you're going to need a third-round pick to get Baker Mayfield. <laughs> like, I think I think you might get a third-round Yeah, round the pick. Browns are going to give you a third-round <laughs> pick to take Baker Mayfield. That's yeah, where that's, we are. That's So I mentioned this to Sully and Dijani yesterday, Breach, and, and we'll get back to Baker in a second, but just curious what you think. Um, is it possible you – know, you always hear – and I've, I've said this for, for years now – like – what you know you want to you want to trade back into the first round to get that quarterback so you get the fifth year option is it possible to having the fifth year option for a quarterback is a bad idea i mean not for teams no but but think about like think about baker mayfield and um sam darnold this year right now and right. if you're if you're a really good quarterback if you're a good enough quarterback where you're worthy of being paid you're probably being paid after your third year anyway. Right. So the third, the fifth year option is really only. It doesn't only serve a purpose. It only, it only gets used on dudes who are like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Or Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield where you don't know, but you don't know who's going to be Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield until they play. And so you can't, you know, you can't say, I'm saying like, like Carson Wentz played out his fifth year option because they picked it up but it was built into his extension. Same with Jared Goff. I guess you, I guess you like it because if you pay them, you could still use the, have a lower salary cap number in theory. Right. But then would the rule be okay. Fifth year options for every first round pick, except for quarterbacks. Um, like, like a running back. I think you want the fifth year option tight end. I think you want the fifth year option because the number's so low. Yeah, I, I would think the teams want a fifth-year option for everybody because that's how you hold on to people and so, at lower rates. And, uh, you know, we have that right now, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. The Cardinals are thinking, why would we give you an extension now? Because getting it after the third season, even though it's legal, isn't something that had been big until really Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's a short list of quarterbacks that have gotten that extension after – the third season, but now it's going to be everyone because the, the the cat's out of the bag and every QB is going to want that right now. But you have teams that still think like the Cardinals, like, hey, Kyler, we have you under contract for two more years. There's no incentive for us to do a deal right now. Right. But also that's created a lot of problems. So maybe you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I just think it's worth thinking about in the, in, in a different way than we, than we generally talk about it. As for Baker to the Titans, I think Baker would be a good fit with the Titans. He is definitely not a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill right now. Like he, you know, they would appreciate his skill set and he would fit what they what they do or what they do on offense and what, you know, sort of what Ryan Tannehill is. But that would be a downgrade for the Titans for this year. Now, maybe for over the long haul, it's an upgrade eventually. But for this year alone, it's definitely a downgrade, right? For what's a downgrade? Tannehill to, Tannehill to Baker. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's take a break, and we come back. We have another Baker question. Ooh. After we pause for a second. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. 
With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Paul in the chat asked, do we think Cleveland is going to hold Baker hostage waiting on the Watson suspension? He won't play poorly out of spite because he needs a new team, so maybe safe, maybe a safe move to do so. So it's a good question because especially, you know, we're doing this on Friday. Um, on Thursday, Deshaun Watson was going to be potentially indicted by a grand jury in a second county. Now that grand jury declined to indict him. He's now been not indicted by two separate grand juries. That's a that's a that's a big deal in terms of his long-term criminal proceedings. Um, so, you know, that, that matters, right? Right. Well, yeah. And, and you know, he could obviously still be suspended because he has the civil suits hanging over his head and you have a, a shorter burden of evidence in civil cases. So he could absolutely still lose any one of those. Um, and even if he doesn't, the NFL can uh, slap him with a suspension be, just because they think he violated the personal conduct policy. And so I, I do think as far as Baker Mayfield goes, that the bridge there just seems like it's burnt. And then they took the ashes and Baker set those on fire. Yeah. And I think that's why they signed Jacoby Brissett because they have no plans to let Baker Mayfield put a Cleveland Browns uniform on at any point this season. I, I will be stunned if he is not traded by the draft. Yeah, I think he's getting traded. Um, you, The problem is, Again, back to the back to the fifth year option. Baker and Sam Darnold both have 19 million one year deals that are fully guaranteed, and nobody wants them. I mean, people want them, but like, there's not there's not a nobody wants Sam Darnold. The Panthers don't want Sam Darnold. The Browns don't want Baker Mayfield. So you have this 19 million dollar cap hit, and it's you got to get rid of. And it's and teams know that the quarterback market has has basically dried up at this point. That, um, you know, that, that like, like the Seahawks may want Baker Mayfield, but they're like, look, we're not giving you anything for Baker. You can't, you're screwed. And you're that's screwed. where you were talking about with maybe a, the Browns have to give someone a third round pick because maybe the Seahawks call and be like, look, Cleveland, we'll give you a fifth round pick for Baker Mayfield, but you have to give us a third round pick in return yes. and pay for half a salary. So we're, we're like, we're like, we have enough salary cap where we'll eat Baker Mayfield's fifth year, like this year. Because remember, like the only option that a team would have if they traded for Baker and then wanted to keep Baker and Baker didn't want to stay there would be the franchise tag. Right. That's not good. Nobody wants no you you don't want to be going into 2023 thinking, all right, we just franchise tag Baker and then force him to uh you know, force him to stay here. Like that's that's not good for anybody. Yeah, and I don't, you know, the Seahawks is it's not crazy. They don't have a quarterback uh, that they can trust. And if you want to see it, it, Baker's a low cost option to bring him in there. If he plays well, then you say, all right, maybe we'll give him 
an extension. And if he doesn't play well, he's gone after one year. And that's okay as long as you get maybe this draft pick from Cleveland. Yeah, but I it just seems like a trade's going to happen and the Browns are going to have to get desperate and uh, they're not going to win this trade. Yeah, it's it, this is a lose lose. This is a lose situation for Cleveland, and if um if they if they get out of this without giving up a draft pick, in addition to sending Baker somewhere else, then that's a win. And they have to they I mean at this point they really they have to get rid of Baker. It's too toxic to keep him there. They paid Jacoby Brissett to come in and be Deshaun's backup, and I mean, they have enough cap space technically to keep Baker, but it would just be so, it would be so. There's no way that would work. Baker would, Baker's not the type of dude who would just be quiet and. Unless they pulled what the Texans did with Deshaun Watson last year and just made him inactive every week. Like, look, man, just collect your paycheck. You don't have to come to practice. Just do whatever the heck you want on the side. You're going to make your money. Don't be a distraction. And you can sign with whoever you want next year. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, Diva says, oh, there we go. Jonathan Dunn, Debo, can you please make B and P? B and P, what's up? Answer the question of when that Welter Wilson with two capital W's will get his Ryan Finley tattoo. Look, this is a good time to discuss this without Wilson here because the reality is that Wilson has structured this situation perfectly. It was well played by him. I give, I give him credit. I tip my cap to him, uh, but it's it's also total BS because. He is pinning it on who, Breach? Pinned the blame on me originally, and we went through months and months. And then after I fulfilled my side of the bargain, which I had tried to fulfill multiple times, then he pinned the blame on Brinson. Right. And now currently... He's like, uh, it's it's not up to me. Brinson's just got to pay for it. I'm like, what what do you mean? What do you mean? There's no... There's nothing to pay for. Like, you know, what do I just Venmo you $1,000? Like, what what are we doing here? So... I will say, I actually thought it was going to happen at the Super Bowl. In the lead-up, it seemed perfect. It was the Ryan Finley game was the jump start to the Bengals getting to the Super Bowl the following the season. It was all coming together perfectly. Yes. And Wilson seemed completely on board with it, uh, but Super Bowl was pretty busy. And Also, let's not forget that he said at the Super Bowl, he said, I've got to run this by my wife first. Like, I think, I think, and I would say this to his face too, I think this is a thing he doesn't want to happen, obviously. And he is he is manipulating it angrily, like he's doing like dad manipulation, where he's like, "Well, preach, where's the drawing? Where's the drawing for you know nine months? Like you're supposed to." He 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 perfectly put the onus on us for these like like just go get the tattoo, man. Like it's your you you lost the bet. Get the tattoo, and and he's he put it on us, and that's why he's. He's pushed it. That's why he's been pushed off for two years. Was it a COVID game? All right. So do you think it was, was it December? 2019? Was it pre-pandemic? No, it was, it was December of 2020. Okay. So the question is over under six months. Does it over under before the season starts? Yeah, over. Maybe we should make him get it at the draft. If we go to Vegas for the draft, he gets it at the draft. That's that's easy. We'll what, down. I'll bring my own tattooing kit. I think I think his wife is not thrilled about the idea of getting another man's face or like a like a B tattooed. We're just gonna get a B tattooed on it, like a small B or B and B tattooed on his left, like upper left shoulder. People are like, what's B and B? He's like, ah, it's my nickname for my kids. <laughs> Something like that. 
or, or like Ben and well, no, it's Breach and Brinson. He's like, I made a mistake when the Steelers were good. I got Ben and Brown. Like I love Ben and Brown and got that B and B tattooed on my left shoulder. They're like, ah, who who hasn't made that mistake? They had the the three Bs, right? Bell. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. yeah, the killer Bs. But Burrow, Breach, Brinson, Burrow. That's a, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> or B three, a B with like a three on the top, and he can explain it off as a Steelers mistake and. And we'll say that it was... Uh, or you could just say he's a big fan of vitamin B. There you go. This is from DM Starcatcher. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Favorite NFL podcast. This is definitely my favorite NFL podcast. I've been listening every day for so long, I almost feel like part of the Super Friends. You, you might as well be. For example, when the podcast isn't posted by the time I go on my early morning run, I find myself saying, uh, GD it. Brinson? Gosh darn it, Brinson. Gosh darn it, Brinson, as if he's an old pal. Keep up the good work. Anyway, question for the pod. If Matt Ryan was a Super Bowl in Indy and they retire the same year, who gets in the Hall of Fame first, Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? And why is the correct answer Matt Ryan, assuming Stafford doesn't get any more rings? Thanks. Um, first of all, if the podcast isn't posted, I mean, it could be my fault. Oh, no. Brinson's going to throw Debo under the bus. I can feel no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, it, I mean it's – but, yes, it's <laughs> – I just heard the bus roll over Debo. Um, yeah, it's definitely Debo's fault. But as as we noted on Thursday's podcast, Debo got three different shout outs on the all hands, like the entire company meeting, three different shout outs during the podcast meeting for working on podcasts other than this podcast. <laughs> so and, and Brinson's over here like, is Debo even here when he's producing the podcast? Or you just have a voice in there that records and answers Brinson every like four uh, minutes? You're bearing yeah. the lead, Brinson. Uh, Breach a shout out? Yeah, Breach, man. No, but I'm saying the point being is like you, you, you have two podcasts, this podcast and all things covered that you were charged with making, like starting up and making like the football podcast. And those podcasts weren't even mentioned on that. You had three other podcasts. What was it? Uh, the two... It was a soccer pod, two soccer pods, and um, what else? High on college basketball. Go check it out. Nightly recaps of Mark five in on Apple Podcasts. Crazy. What? Love it. But I will say, if a pod is not posted in the morning, there's an intentional reason behind it. Maybe Tyreek Hill was traded, so we want to space out the AFC free agency grades. There's There's a thought process to this, so I apologize for you being empty on your morning run sometimes, but uh, it's intentional. Yeah. D- Debo, Debo, Debo is looking at the metrics. He's analyzing the graphs. He's studying the trends and he is making decisions in the best interest of this podcast. Uh, oh, as for Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, as for this question, that's, that's that's gonna, question. Um, I'm almost sad. Wilson's not here for this one. So, I think that if so if Matt Ryan wins a Super Bowl in Indianapolis, now we have to assume that this is not a like he doesn't win another MVP, right? Right. Just wins a Super Bowl. And Stafford does not win any more Super Bowls. They both retire with one Super Bowl. Do we yes, win. can we assume that Matthew all right? So how many years are they playing? I think, uh, I think Matt Ryan's let's say four. Or three. Okay. I think I think both will play at least three. Okay, three's fair. All right, so they played three years. Matt Ryan wins the Super Bowl. I think it's uh, does that does at any point of those three years, 
in that Super Bowl, does Matt Ryan play Matt Stafford? Is that me? Uh, I mean, well, fair question. My, my, my point is, like, in those three years, does Matt Stafford have... You're running around in circles chasing your tail, Prince, and the answer is Matt Ryan. I think they both get it at the same time. But no, Matt Ryan's that's not the question. That is not if, the question. If Matt Ryan wins the Super Bowl, his credentials are better. No, I mean, <laughs> Brinson, I don't feel like if they retire at the same time, you think just would like, I know it's a different level and there's a lot more separation between Brady and Ben, but do you think they'd put two in that class? Yes, I think Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford would be like an easy. They would love to go in together. They're the best friends. Are they really? Yeah, there you go. Their nickname is Maddie Twice. That's that's not that's just a lie. Um, you think I just made that up on the spot? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine that you made that up on the spot, but I also don't. David Baker knocks on Matt Ryan's door first, though, if they go in the same year. David Baker's been is it because he's doing it alphabetically? Uh, David Baker's been relieved of his duties. Well, they bring him back. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think they are boys, right? Oh, there you go. I just shared a picture with you. I'm on All it. Season's newest bromance: Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford. Maddie Twice. You named him Maddie Twice. In I did name him Maddie Twice, but that was six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. The 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 Stafford seemed like they'd be more fun than the Ryan's. I'll just say that. What does that mean? I, I bet the Stafford's go harder in the what? Than the Ryan's do. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Who knows? Um, you know what's hilarious, though, is that you look at the stats right now. Matt Ryan's only been in the NFL one year longer, drafted 2008. Stafford drafted 2009. Yep. Yep. Matt Ryan just had a much more successful career until yes, because he didn't play for the Detroit Lions. He took over a team who had a quarterback suspended for dog fighting. Like, you don't start at a much lower point than that. That's pretty bad. Good roster, though. And then he turned them into a playoff team in his first year. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm a huge Matt Ryan guy. I don't know what do we do. Like I'm not, I love Matt Ryan. I think both. I think I think both would easily, if 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 they play three more years and Matt Stafford has a lot of success on the field with the Rams, go you know makes playoff runs but doesn't win a Super Bowl. Maybe gets to a Super Bowl. Who knows? Doesn't win MVP. Right? Does not win MVP. Matt Ryan would absolutely have a better resume if he wins a Super Bowl than Matthew Stafford. But I also think that both guys, and it is interesting, like the, the win loss, the, I mean, like the win loss record is, is stark. Although if I, I do think that Matt Stafford playing three more years in LA, his win loss record will look substantially better than it does right now. 86, 95 and one. I mean, look, the lines are trash, man. Um, I think both would go into the same class. That would not be a, a, uh, if only one can go in first. Then Matt, Matt Ryan, Matt, right? Matt Ryan would probably is that a first ballot class? Yeah, it it depends on what the is. This the same year Tom Brady retires? Seriously, um, yeah, it all depends on what the who else is up. Like, for instance, if Matt Ryan won a Super Bowl, like this is kind of a time traveling question but like matt ryan wins a super bowl but they're both stafford and ryan are eligible this year in the class that was headlined by tony baselli i think both go in you know if they want to if, if he wins the super bowl and it's like i'm trying to think who like larry fitzgerald hasn't technically retired you know like if like right so like if it's you know if it's a larry fitzgerald class maybe not you know like 
it just depends on it depends on who's eligible to go in. I do think both guys. I think they. I think the NFL would be fine putting both or the Pro Football Hall of Fame would be fine putting both guys in uh, in the same class. I mean, I'm just looking at like next year's first time eligible players, and it's James Harrison, Dwight Freeney. Uh, shout out Carson Palmer, Chris Johnson, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas. Um, that's the sort of class that. And now there's a lot of guys lingering that that got snubbed this year because it was a weird selection. But that's probably the type of class that they have a greater chance in. Yeah, I think it's probably right. Um, Joe, I mean Joe Thomas is a. I think Joe Thomas is first ballot. I think Revis probably could be as well, but. Revis probably is. I mean, he's he's like a Calvin Johnson style. Yeah, Revis Island. If you have your own island, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. corner like the p- player that defined the position in your era. You're getting in. Yeah, Richard. Let's see, Steve Smith. Steve Smith will get in because he's on NFL Network. <laughs> Patrick Willis is a good one. Um, is who's Luke Keekley eligible? Still three years away from that. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, my goodness, Antonio Gates is kind of coming up. Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers. We are getting. It, it's so weird to see. Quick. I was going to say it's so weird to see all these names of guys that we've covered since we started at CBS or started covering the NFL. I mean, I watch. I mean, I grew up watching Julius Peppers play basketball at UNC. Like, I mean, what a weird. I mean, yeah, Steve Smith. I mean, crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, huh. Oh, uh, Clarence, has a, uh, a question in the chat. We can answer real quick and then get out of here. My mailbag question. There's been a talent flow to the AFC this year. How would an, an NFC versus AFC all-star game turn out? A real game, not the Pro Bowl. Make the payoff be $10 million per player for winners. I mean, that would, yeah. I mean, you, you get $10 million per player and then you're getting a full performance effort from, from both sides. Um, what about AFC West versus the rest of the NFL? That's a good one too. Like, is you know, but I don't think even though the the team disparity is gigantic in the AFC NFC, if you have an All Star team from each conference, I still think that's going to be close because it's not like you know Aaron Rodgers. The NFC still would have him as a quarterback, or Tom Brady. You still have right. You still, (laughs) (laughs) but you still have. So obviously, uh, it's Matthew Stafford versus Matt Ryan at quarterback. Make the offenses. All right. So your coach is Andy Reid. Your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, right? Maybe you could make a case for Josh Allen. But I think if you're doing an all-star team, you're taking uh, you're taking Mahomes. Um, who are running back is probably for the AFC. Our running back is probably Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, or Derrick Henry, whichever one. Okay. Either one of those is fine. One of those two. Our wide receivers in the AFC are... Devontae Adams, for sure. Maybe you put Jamar Chase there. I don't know. I think Jamar Chase is there. Yeah, for sure. To do those I mean, three three wide receivers. I mean, you prefer to get Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah, Tyreek. Tyreek, Devontae, and Chase. Jamar Chase is a is a problem. And Stephon Diggs is on the bench in case something one of those guys gets hurt. So that's a pretty solid receiving core. But then in the <laughs> NFC, uh, let's let's do the full offense for the for the AFC okay. first. Um. At tight end, it's probably still Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. Maybe Waller. I mean, Kelsey's getting up there in age. Darren Waller. Yeah, all right. So Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. So, I mean, you're loaded. Offensive line-wise, I'm just trying to think. It's it's hard to kind of 
parse out who the best, like who's Quentin the best. Nelson. Yep, you got Quentin Nelson and Joe Tooney at guard. At tackle, whoever the Bengals have is probably fine. <laughs> um, trying to think of the, uh, Ronnie like Stanley, Earl, like Orlando Brown. You go, yeah, you go, Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown, Jack Conklin. I mean, it's you can, you can it's a pretty good, pretty good group. Um, offense for the in so all right, so that's sort of like that's a really good offense. Offense for the NFC is, I think, I think Rogers is the answer at quarterback. Yeah, he's probably the quarterback. Um, Dalvin. Dalvin or Kamara, yeah, or or CMC. I mean, my goodness, what running backs? They're loaded. Yeah, those or Rashad Penny, either one. We <laughs> got Rashawn Slater could be the AFC's tackle too. Oh, that's a good call. Um, at, a wide receiver, I think the possible candidates just ripping through these divisions are CD Lamb, Cooper Cup, JJ Arcega, Whiteside. Second reference, Ebo Samuel. I mean, Cup. Samuel yeah. Jefferson Hopkins, like that's a that's like pretty you said, it, it, it yeah, becomes it's, pretty even when you discuss it. Yeah, tight end George Kittle, just as good as Travis Kelsey, if not better. Gronk, Kyle Pitts. I mean, you're I, pretty loaded at tight end. Yeah, and then offensive line, you have some of the best offensive linemen in like the, like, the NFC. Probably Smith, Lane Johnson, Trent Williams. Yep, Trent Williams. I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely stacked. So I mean. So the offenses are pretty even, right? Yeah, I feel like it. Uh, defensively, you start with Aaron Donald on the NFC side. You have, I mean, are we going to do we want to build out this entire defense? Is that what we're going to do? Toss some names out there. Okay, uh, Mark. I mean, just trying to think of the best defensive players. I mean, you have younger guys like Brian Burns, Derek Brown. For the yes. NFC, for the NFC. I mean, their line: Nick Bosa, yeah, uh, Cameron Jordan. Those are two good. Aaron Donald, yeah, Aaron Donald's obviously interior defensive line, who's going to be the best defensive yeah. lineman for either team. Um, yes, the best defensive player for either team. Yeah, I don't know. I think the I think the NFC could hold their own just in a one-on-one all-star situation. Yeah. It, it basically, basically, the way it works out is. There's been this flood of talent from the NFC to the AFC, but it's only it only makes the AFC deeper. Right. When you, when you start taking like the best players at each position, you end up in a situation where well, cause yeah, it's, it's I mean the quarterback's a perfect example. If the if the AFC is eight of the top ten quarterbacks, but the NFCs are two of the top four, that means they're the, for, for the one team for purposes, yeah. Right. Then they're just in good a shape as the AFC. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do you any good to to have eight quarterbacks if it's an all star game because you're only going to use one of them more than likely and at most two of them. Who are the kickers? Mm, Justin Tucker definitely with Evan McPherson as his backup. NFC kickers a little different. Uh, I don't even know. Young Way Q, maybe I would put there. You could go with a Pro Bowl representative from the Philadelphia Eagles, Jake. Elliot, who only made the team because the actual Pro Bowl representative was playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> who kind of kick a what 48 yard field goal and ended up short? Uh, that is true. Now I'd probably put Young Way Kill. Maybe, yeah, maybe Jake Elliott. The AFC definitely has the better kickers, though. 
Well, there you go. That's the that's the tiebreaker. AFC is the better kickers. Um, all right. Anything else before we get out of here? That was fun. Good chat question. Yeah, great, 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 great chat. Clarence wins question of the day. Is that is that the new award we're giving out? Uh, Breach and Brinson are the two head coaches. <laughs> I can't believe Mrs. Wilson has any interest in what Ryan does anymore. I mean, I think it's more a disinterest in Ryan having a tattoo on his shoulder. That's why he's going to get it on his lower back. Forget the shoulder. There you go. All right. That's it for the mailbag. Mailbag. That's it for the mailbag. Hope you're having a great, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, no matter when you're watching it. Hope you have a great weekend. If you're listening on the podcast, hope you have a great week because it's Monday, baby. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Later.